Welcome to the Path and Focus podcast, where we record ourselves building a wildfire technology company. I'm your host, Kayleen McCullough, a former wildland firefighter turned software developer. And I'm Jonathan Bowers, a software developer turned into an entrepreneur uh, and camera fanatic. Ugh. Hobbies are awful because they become more of your life than you want them to be. <laughs> is that the whole point of a hobby is for them to become a big part of your life? Because <laughs> they're things you enjoy. It is something that I enjoy. But then also it becomes this like this burden and this demand of your time that sometimes you don't want to give it. Like, so I got my dad's bike his old Vetus, I think it's a 1984. I haven't figured out exactly what the year is, but it's old and it's super cool. I'm going to rebuild it. But I think it's going to be one of those things where I just get frustrated with it because it's taking up more of my time than I'd like it to. (laughs) I'll be pleased with the results, but you know, anyways, hobbies. You know what is another hobby of mine? Talking to people about fire. (laughs) That it sounds like a fun hobby. Does that take up more of your time than you want it to? No, it takes up less time than I want it to. I wish I could spend more time doing it, honestly. Um, partly because, you know, there's business goals behind it. <laughs> so less of a hobby, more business driven. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not, a, it's not a hobby. It's not a hobby at all. Um, but I enjoy it and I can treat it like a hobby sometimes. That's always nice when you can turn your work into a hobby. Yeah. So I thought we might talk about Beacon a little bit more because we're really close. We're right on the edge of launching it. So by the time this comes out, it will have already been out for a little while, hopefully. Um, Are we feeling pretty good that that's what we're going to be able to do? I have a fairly high level of confidence that within the week, (laughs) Beacon will be launched. I think so too, except for I did discover uh, some problems. (laughs) (laughs) you were just setting me up for that weren't you (laughs) Uh, well i don't think they're so critical um because they're they're edge cases so basically because we're scraping the danger rating data we only get the last i think it's the last six days worth of danger ratings and we've deliberately decided not to save any of the past readings like we don't save day seven day eight And as a result, we have a few edge cases where we don't calculate the restriction message correctly um, if a few conditions are met. So there's some (laughs) almost loops inside of the the danger rating restrictions table that the government has produced. There's some conditions that creates these like sort of looping situations where you are always in a particular um, restriction state. Like, for example... For a work stoppage, a cease work restriction, which is the highest level of restriction, you have to have three consecutive days of danger rating five. And once you hit that, it's very difficult to come back out of that restriction. You basically have to be three consecutive days of danger rating four, or you drop below danger rating four. I'm curious, like, based on the way that we've built the state machine, shouldn't we not need to have so much historical data? Like we know that we're in highest restriction and based on like the days that we have available, shouldn't we still be able to like kind of have that context without having the actual danger restriction days? Because we've been like moving the needle forward in our state machine. So we know that we're still in that like 
extreme state and haven't yet met any of those conditions to pop out of it. Um, yes, except that we don't know that we're in that condition in the first place because we don't have the history of it, right? So if, say, 12 days ago, it was danger rating 5, then danger rating 5, then danger rating 5. I'm picking 12 arbitrarily. It doesn't matter. Um, some day beyond the time frame that we're using, which is 6 days. So if at any point in the past there was 3 days of danger rating 5, that puts us into that most extreme restriction, which is cease work. That's the only way you can get to that to that danger rating. But from then on, it's like four, five, four, five, four, five, four, five, four, five, four, five. And you never get that exit condition. You're still in that most extreme restriction level. But if you just look at the most recent data, you see four, five, four, five, four, five. That isn't the condition to get into the um, most extreme danger rating. It's it's a lower danger rating. But if you look back far enough, we are actually in a more extreme situation. And so there's a few spots that I found in our state machine and in the table that we need that history in order to properly calculate. I was assuming that we were persisting at least our previous state in the state machine, but that's not true either. We're like resetting every day based on the past six days, which is why we're falling into this problem. Gotcha. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah, and there's some other there's some other scenarios like that that exist in some of the other restriction levels. So I've identified them. Um, I don't know what the solution is. I think long term the solution is we need to be persisting these so that we know for certain what state we're in. Um, but short term, I think we can try to detect if we're possibly in the condition where um, the the restriction level might be more severe than we can calculate. And if we can detect that, we can throw a little warning like we do already when um, it's early in the day and we haven't got the danger rating yet. We display a warning that says the restriction that we're showing you is from yesterday because we don't have today's data yet. Yeah. So long term, it's actually not an issue because once we build out the back end as we intend to, we have a history like we will persist the weather and we can go back as far as we need to calculate the danger class to guarantee that we're we're reporting the right thing. Short term, we can identify if we're in a potential situation or we're under reporting and just put up a little message. Just do what we have been doing and sort of just warn people when we detect the condition that this might be incorrect. Yeah, I think so. How many edge cases have you identified like this? Three. So we have a false negative on the highest restriction level. So if there's a 555 in the past and we don't see the exit conditions, we have a false negative for for the restriction level under uh, underneath of a full stop, which is stop at one and maintain watcher for two hours. It's just that it's more difficult to come out of. Um, and then there's also a false negative for where if we have three fours in a row in the past, it's actually the same wording as the as the previous restriction level. Stop at one and maintain watcher for two hours um, and haven't hit a exit condition of a one or a two. We might think we are in the lower restriction level. Uh, so they're kind of um, tricky, very tricky to, to, to describe <laughs> as in audio. Uh, I don't know how exciting this is going to be for content, but I'm curious how you identified this. 
So why I discovered it was because I found a bug that we already knew about, and I was just verifying that we had fixed it. And so one of the weather stations that I was looking at was alternating between fours and fives and fours and fives. It just happened to be the last the last day was a three. And I thought, oh, interesting. If this three that I saw yesterday was actually a four, I'm not sure what what this restriction is supposed to be because I can't see past those five days. And I just know that in the South, at least, we've had lots of days that have been just lots of fives. I just wasn't sure on the history of this particular weather station. And so that started me thinking like, oh, shoot, if there was at any point prior to this three fives and this pattern continued, um, we'd be in this in this situation where we are under-reporting the restriction. It's super interesting to hear that process for you because I think that that would only get identified by someone who has sat and circled through all of the different loops and scenarios possible in this table. Like at face value, if you just look at those six days and the four, five, four, five, four, five, like that's not necessarily cause for concern, but because you have been thinking through every possible case for so long that it was like, oh, interesting. Like there's more here than you kind of see initially. Thank you. <laughs> I take that as a bit of a compliment that I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. I suspect you're right, although I would be interested in talking to someone who has a lot of experience. Um, on Friday, I talked with someone who has a lot of experience, um, but I didn't discover this problem until just yesterday. I think it'd be worth reaching back out to him and just asking about it. It's interesting. Yeah, he said he'd be very willing to give some feedback. But I did find it helpful because I've gone and mapped it out and I've created uh, a diagram with boxes and arrows moving all between them. And you can see these little loops. And so visually, I was able to spot these sort of weird situations where you are like you just get stuck in this same restriction level for, for potentially a long time. Whereas uh, often, if you see that same pattern over and over and over again, they actually start to push you out into either lower or higher. So if you start to see like a two and a three and a two and a three, that starts to bring you back down out of this high restriction level or vice versa. If you start to see fives, there's more chances to start to push you up in the restrictions. Anyways, having it visualized, I think was helpful for me to think about it in that sense that there are these sort of loopy things. But I don't know that I would have discovered that without having just sort of randomly picked a weather station and was looking at it. Um, and like now I know that if I see loops inside of state diagrams, that's a hint to me that um, we need to think longer term about how these work restrictions are calculated. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a really interesting observation because this is one place that our application actually provides additional value to the public because as of right now, they only have the last six days. And so like even without our application, like they don't have the knowledge to be able to calculate that themselves and won't be able to know that the history is telling them that they're in this higher restriction because that'll be lost. Whereas in the future, when we build what we want to build, we can provide that to them. Yeah, no, that, that was my thoughts exactly. As I was looking through it, I was like, ah, shoot, we've got this problem, but then realized that everyone has this problem. So not just unique to us, like it's not uh, it's not necessarily a mistake on our part. It's that no one right now can do this. Although I did have a question. I was curious if the the other way of accessing this information, the harder, more complicated way that requires logging into a thing, does that have more history than the public website that we are using? I forget. 
<laughs> it's been so long since I've logged into that website. I think it might be worth looking at just to see. Yeah, definitely something worth checking on. So I did chat with this forester on Friday. Um, lots of great feedback. He said, as someone who has decades of experience, it is tricky for him. And, and people who are new to it or people who don't have nearly as much experience, it's way harder for them. And one problem that we want to solve, and we kind of talked about it a little bit last week with Chris, was interpolating data, but also trying to find the most representative weather station for someone who's doing work, right? It, it may not be sufficient to say that one's closest as the bird flies, because it happens to be, you know, at the bottom of a valley and you're on a mountain, and there might be a better weather station that's a little further away. And so one of the ideas that he proposed was looking at the biogeoclimatic zones. Um, and biogeoclimatic zones are a series of zones that describe basically different vegetation in BC. And BC has 16 of them. And then there's all these subzones, and they are a much more accurate way of representing the landscape. And possibly what we could do is tie a weather station to that biogeoclimatic subzone. And if you are in that subzone, then that might be a better representation of your working condition than, say, um, you know, a, a weather station that's closer. Anyway, it's an idea that is interesting, and I want to explore it some more. <laughs> yeah, it is super interesting. I think the elevation still has a big role to play. Like, they're both super important information to assess as you're choosing which weather station is most representative. Um we did decide fairly early on that we didn't want to try and influence that initially because it's a very important decision and we don't really want to like take the liability on for that. Um, but like providing that information so that they can use it to make their own decisions would be interesting to explore. Yeah, I'm super keen to explore that and see if we can start putting some thoughts together a little bit more and, and see if we can come out the other end with something valuable and meaningful for people needing to make decisions. Yeah, super exciting. Lots of data, lots of fun stuff. And I keep coming up with like problems that we need to solve before we launch. So hopefully this doesn't cause any delays. Do we need to solve this before we launch? Um, maybe the false negatives that we are potentially displaying. We might want to put some warnings up for that. Just a safeguard. <laughs> yeah, just a safeguard. So we'll make some decisions there, though. And hopefully we can push launch, not push launch, not that there's like a button to push, but um, we'll, I guess, ask more people to share it and talk about it a little bit more. I have faith. I think we'll do it. Uh, anyways, you've been listening to the Path and Focus podcast. We would love it if you gave us a little review or better yet, tell a friend we would love some more people to listen to us thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week thanks have a good day